Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Well, there's plenty of races in Victoria over the Christmas break, so let's see if we can help you find a few winners across not only Christmas Eve, but also Boxing Day. From the puntingbaron.com.au, he is the punting baron, Shane Matthews. How are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, very well. We're all set and ready for Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're pretty organised actually here. So uh, all the troops, all the troops lob uh, tomorrow. We talk Friday morning, so I think all the troops arrive tomorrow and here for a week or so. But we've got a nice day at the races planned Boxing Day, which will uh, get the boys out of the hair of everyone for a few hours, which is good. Um, but no, we've got all the meat, we've got all the booze organised. So uh, no, it's a good time of year and. Uh, yeah, looking looking forward to it. So just need to make sure we find a couple of winners over the festive period to pay for it all. Yeah, that's the name of the game. Let's see if we can do that. Let's see if we can get it early. Of course, Christmas Eve falls, of course, on the Saturday. So just a traditional Saturday meeting. We're off to the valley. So the rail's out two metres. So first of all, your thoughts, track, weather, what can we expect? Uh, yeah, we've got a bit of the rain. We had a fair bit of rain on... Thursday, uh, after what's been a pretty good run, we had about six days in a row, which is uh, that's about as good as you get here in Victoria. Uh, six days in a row of dry, sunny days. Uh, we copped a bit of rain yesterday, but uh, pretty dry today. And then uh, we've got a bit of a heat wave coming, actually. So we'll be in the good range. Uh, rail in the true um, in the two metre position, as you mentioned. Uh, the thing about Mooney Valley in recent times, I was actually speaking to someone about this last night. Uh, I once swore off the Friday night meetings because I was not going particularly well. And this season, I've actually been going really well at the Friday night meetings. And I actually think it's down to how consistently the track's playing. There's not really much, too much guessing in how the track plays. It's been pretty consistent no matter what the rail position, and particularly is dry, that horses up on speed sort of in that, you know, sort of lanes one to three have been pretty pretty significantly advantaged. Uh, so... You've been doing your maps and everything pretty well. You can often uh, find a winner, find a favourite to get beat or a favourite that maps perfectly that you can bet up with a fair bit of confidence. So uh, I think, yeah, full credit to the Mooney Valley track staff. That track has played really well uh, over the last 12 months, I reckon. So not expecting anything different on Saturday, expecting horses up on speed to... Uh, be advantage, but uh, I mean, certainly not. No, ch- you certainly not. No chance if you're sitting out the back. Uh, we have seen instances where horses have made ground. So uh, expecting it to play, play pretty fair, but given the circumference of the valley, it's always an advantage to be up near the speed. All right. Well, let's see if we can find a few winners on the program. So puntingbaron.com.au is the website to go to. You can subscribe today. Get all of the selections. We'll tell you how you can do that again at the end of the segment. But we picked out races four, five, seven to preview on the show this week. Let's go to the fourth. Sweeney Estate Agents Footscray Handicap. This one's over the 1,000 metres for the three-year-olds. It's a benchmark 70. And what have we got here? One, two, we've got five last start winners and a few last start runner-ups or runners-up. Probably the better way to describe that. So interesting little affair, the fourth. Yeah, interest, probably one of the more interesting races of the day, actually. And a few dual acceptors as well. So uh, for those that are listening early um, on the podcast, just make sure you do check your scratching. So there's a couple down to run at the moment at the Valley that are also down to run at Sandown on Monday. One of those in this race is number four, Philosopher. Now, I would be pretty surprised if he goes to Sandown instead of here because I think this looks a 
nice race for him. He's had a couple of false starts this horse uh, since he's joined the Enver Yusufovic stable. Um, I think I got that right. We'll just say Team Enver. Um, so since he's joined Team Enver, he's had a couple of nice jump outs. He was a pretty highly regarded juvenile when in the care of the Freeman camp, and he now finds himself down at Cranbourne with Enver, and the, the jump outs have been pretty sharp. Uh, he was meant to run at Mooney Valley a couple of times. He was then scratched from stand down as well, I believe. So uh, he's had another jump out, though, in between then to keep it, keep him up for the mark. Uh, I just think he looks well suited first up here over the 1,000 metres. I think he's a pretty smart horse. I think Enver's got him on track. You go back to his form as a two-year-old. There's former around the likes of Dormier and Lofty Strike. Uh, he might just be a little bit smart for these and a little bit quick. I'm hoping he can jump on the bunny from gate four. If he does, I think he'll be pretty hard to run down. And uh, you're getting a pretty good price in the early market because a couple of these have come up uh, relatively short, the likes of Doucet. So around the 7 to $8 mark, I uh, thought he was a good bet. The other horse I thought you could have something on was down the bottom. That's number 12, Rich Fortune. Uh, now, it started pretty short price favourite on debut at Mornington, uh, chased up the leading pack, Hit the front round in the home's corner, looked home, it was run down late. Uh, there was a big gap for the third horse. Quite, I thought that one of the more notable points from that was from that run, she was spelled straight away. So they didn't push on with her. She was $3 into two ten. So even though she ran second and there was a big gap for the third horse, I get the feeling they were probably a little bit disappointed they didn't get the chocolates. Uh, one thing's given the fact that they've tipped her out, maybe not all was right. Uh, she's had a Lovely jump out leading into this first up assignment. Uh, she maps to get a lovely run just in behind the speed from gate three. Uh, gets in with only 52.5 kilos on her back for Matt Cartwright after McLean. Uh, the double figure odds. I think she looks primed to run a big race here first up. We saw Jerome Hunter produce one at Sandown first up uh, last week, I think it was, uh, off a couple of uh, quiet jump outs that got the cash. So... Is a stable that can typically goes all right over these summer periods. Uh, so I think she will run very well around the twelve to thirteen dollar mark. So just steering away from the favourites a little bit here. Uh, like philosopher around the seven to eight dollar mark, and also rich fortune around that twelve dollar mark. Let's have a look at race number five. The Sweeney Estate Agents North Altona Handicap, two thousand and forty metres. This one's a benchmark eighty four. Your thoughts here? Yeah, we uh, were pretty keen on a couple of Nick Ryan runners last Saturday at Flemington. It didn't work out particularly well for us. Uh, hoping uh, we can uh, get back in the good books with the Nick Ryan stable here on Saturday. Pretty keen on Vegas night here. I think this race just sets up really nicely for him. Uh, he won well two starts ago here at Mini Valley. He's performed well at Mini Valley in the past. Thought his run last start in the packet on the cut when third behind Kissinger and Nobel Heights was Excellent. We saw Nobel Heights, uh, even though not winning last Saturday, crank that form by serving it up to Persen, and they beat the rest by, well, they beat the rest by the length of the straight. So I think that's pretty good form. Kissinger's been flying. The other key component here for Vegas Knight is he looks to get a lovely run on the map. He should land in front, uh, providing he jumps from gate one. He should be able to land in front. He should be able to dictate turns. And as we've already mentioned, around the valley, that's not a bad place to be. I uh, think he's the one to beat. think he'll be pretty hard to run down. Uh, hoping right you are runs here and not at Sandown on Monday because if right you are does come out here, that's taking a fair percentage out of the market. Vegas might, might end up pretty short. But either way, I think Vegas Knight's the one to beat. 
One you can save on at a bit of odds is number eight, Ivy Lee. Uh, look, she was just fair first up at Pakenham. I don't think she necessarily appreciated being inside horses there, and she certainly looked in need of the run. I wouldn't be surprised to see sharp improvement here second up. Uh, Blinkers going for the first time. She steps up in trip. Uh, we saw these colours quite successful with a horse called Lighthouse for the male and used to stable around this time last year. Uh, she came over from America and strung together a few wins for the Mara Nuisance camp. This horse is in the same ownership. So I think they'll be keen to see her perform. She's got a very good record on dry ground. Uh, she typically, looking at her American Inform, improves second up off her first up run. So around the $20 mark, there's already been a little bit of market support for her. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see her run a much improved race second up. So pretty keen Vegas night, uh, but definitely want to save on number eight, Ivy Lee. Let's go to the seventh Sweeney Estate Agent Sunshine Handicap. This one over the mile. It's a benchmark 70. Yes, and the key factor you mentioned there is the mile. A couple of these horses that are very well found in the market are question marks, I believe, over the 1,600 metres. So I think there might be a bit of an opportunity uh, around those to find a couple of odds. Uh, Confrontationals, another dual acceptor. He's down to run at Sandown on... Monday, but hoping he comes here because a bit of a carbon copy of his last start winning. He was so dominant uh, winning here at Mooney Valley last start. I think the key is, is the mile. He's got a super record at the mile. He's got a super record at this track and distance. His best form appears to be on dry ground. There looks to be good speed in this race up front, so if they do overdo it, he might get that same setup that he got last start where he was able to sit back and round them up from the back and win impressively. I couldn't believe it when I looked at the price and saw he'd come up around twenty to twenty six dollars. I think uh, I think that's a great bet. I hope he comes here instead of Sandown. I think he will. Uh, just looking at the race shape, but I've been known to get those wrong before. Um, but I think you. I really think you'll run well. I think he's a super bet around the twenty to twenty five dollar mark. New choice comes through the same race. He looks ready third up. He's another one that's got an excellent record at the mile. Uh, thought he was good last start behind confrontation. He probably just missed the boat a little. Uh, he probably maps to sit a little bit closer here from the good draw, uh, albeit still just sitting off a couple that will go pretty hard up front. He's going to be strong at the end of the mile. He races well at Mooney Valley. His best form is on firm ground. Uh, around the 12 to $15 mark, I thought he could run really well. And Suahi comes out of the same race as well. So really putting my faith in that race, the confrontational one. They were the trifecta there and hoping it's similar again. He just got left in front. A little bit too soon there, did Swahi. And uh, now that he's had the run over the mile fourth up, he should be ready to peak. He draws to do no work in the run for Ollie. He'll just be sitting there stalking the speed. Uh, the brakes come his way. He's also around the 9 to $10 mark. Should be hard to hold out. Just thought there were some question marks around the likes of River Plate, Cesar, uh, over the mile, particularly given the fact that it looks like it's going to be a strongly run mile. So... Uh, for that reason, happy to bet around them. Uh, confrontational, massive price. Very keen to have something on him and New Choice, and uh, as well as Sahahi at a bit of odds. So how are you playing that one? So is it confrontational, you're on top selection? Confrontational and New Choice on top, and then we'll uh, save on Suai. All right, so there we go. So there's plenty of value to be had there. So that's a look at the uh, the Valley. What's, are we going to have a look at Sandown on Monday? What's, what's your best at the Valley on uh, Christmas Eve, Saturday? 
yeah, I think in race number five, uh, number seven, Vegas Knight, I think he matched to get the gun runner up in front. Uh, I think he's going to prove hard to run down. Nick Ryan Stable failed to pay for their Christmas parties last week. Let's hope they can pay for them this week. <laughs> All right, so there we go. So Vegas Knight's the best at the Valley on Saturday. So racing then takes us to Rock to Sandown on Boxing Day. So track-wise, what thoughts there? Uh, yeah, so still dry weather. Uh, Christmas Day looks a beautiful day. Uh, quite warm. Boxing Day, I think we're getting up to the 30-degree mark. So uh, rail out three metres, Sandown Hillside, uh, not expecting any real pattern. Um, expecting all horses will get their chance. Uh, probably, if anything, maybe a little bit more on uh, a bit more on speed at Hillside to what we're used to given the dry conditions, but expecting it to play very fair. All right, so let's have a look at a couple of races there you can to bet into. Races two, six, and eight, the ones we've picked out to go through on the program today. So we'll start in the second. Frank O'Brien handicap, 1,800 metres the trip. It's a benchmark 70. Yeah, a couple of, uh, couple of old favourites in Uncle Lindsay and Jamie Carr. Uncle Lindsay Smith and Jamie Carr combined here with number two, no drama. Uh, look, he's a horse that's always shown a fair bit of talent. He came over from New Zealand. He started an odds-on favourite in his first two runs in Australia. Didn't win. And in typical Uncle Lindsay fashion, lobbed at Bendigo at $10 and faulted him. <laughs> he then went to Sandown last start. And look, he just got caught. He just ended up behind the leaders there. He got left a bit flat-footed over on the inside. But I thought he got through the line well behind Rush and Ronnie and Midtown Boss. I think that's going to prove to be a good form race. We've already seen Charming Die, who was well beaten in that race, come out and win midweek at Sandown. Uh, he just looked like he wanted the extra trip there, no drama. So I think up to the 1,800 metres here, wouldn't be surprised to see Jamie Carr try and emulate the tactics at Bendigo and get him out and rolling. There might be a little bit less pressure up front here, and that just gives him a big positional advantage over a couple of his main rivals in the run in Dunkel and Hard to Cross. Uh, big track stand down, so typically you will get your chance to get off the fence, but it does look a bit of an awkward match for the favourite Dunkel. No drama is going to be well in front of him in the run. The way he got through the line last start suggests to me he's really going to relish the 1,800 metres. Jamie Carr on board. I think he could prove hard to run down. Uh, one to save on at big odds is number seven, Boston over Ladd. Uh, that was a pretty impressive win, I thought, last start at Cranbourne. He comes from the back, rounded them up. Second horse has won since, and there was a massive gap to the third horse. Uh, he's gone up around the 20 to $30 mark here, and I thought he might be... I thought he was pretty big in the market, so I could definitely save on him as well. So he's a smart horse, Dunkel, but he's going to need everything to go right on uh, on Monday. Uh, just hoping no drama might be able to pinch a bit of a break on him and uh, be hard to run down. So backing him and saving on number seven, Boston Overlap. Let's go down the page to race number four from Sandown, Boxing Day, the Ladbrokes Lord Stakes. It's a listed race over the 1,700 metres. Uh, race four? Or? No, I've got, sorry, Mooney Valley, yep. I was at the wrong place. Six, <laughs> let's go, forget about it. Let's go to the six. Third right. I'm, looking at race, I'm looking at race four. Yeah. Gee, I don't have a bet here. Yeah, so, so please yourself in the fourth. Yep. Yeah, yeah, please, please yourself in the fourth. The six. We're looking at the six. Yep. Race six, uh, and pretty keen on one here too. And, oh, my deal again, Jamie Carr. Uh, number five here to shock. Looks really well placed here first up. Uh, his first run for the Hayes camp after previously being with Brent Stanley. He's always been a horse that's shown a lot of ability. Uh, he hasn't always put it together, uh, but 
see this just looks a lovely setup for him here first up. I don't think this is an overly strong race at all. Uh, Savannah Cloud's in very good form, but she's got a bit of a birthday, I thought, last start at Sandown when Kettle Hill clearly should have beaten that. Um, that's another painful recent result. Um, here to shock, here to shock, uh, yeah, first up in the new stable, got a raft of gear changes. He hasn't always been the most genuine or easy horse to ride. He's looked really sharp in his jump outs at Flemington. His two jump outs have looked really good. He maps to just sit behind Imperial Lad and Savannah Cloud and just get that perfect stalking run for Jamie Carr. He's only started with track and distance. He was a winner uh, and a dominant winner at that. So I think he looks really well placed here. Uh, he might be the one to uh, really fill up on over the Christmas period. I think. I think this was a magnificent setup for him. Uh, pretty keen race six number five. Here to shock. Here to shock. He almost sensed a bit of venom in your voice when you spoke about Kettle Hill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Well, it was that Wangaratta. Oh, the words down. Yeah. Well, I did that cutters club at Wangaratta. And uh, there were a couple of other boys uh, from the committee there having a bit of import from, uh, in the punters club as well. So I kind of sided with them for one race. Didn't go with mine, and I should have. And then one of them was very keen on Savannah Cloud, and I I took uh, I took responsibility and said, no, nah, this Kettle Hill's a good horse. Um, it's been well backed. I'm already on it double figures. Okay, it'll be beating Savannah Cloud. Um, and yeah, <laughs> the rest is history. Savannah Cloud at a picnic up front and Kettle Hill decided to have a bit of a roller derby at the top of the straight, zigzag, went back to the inside, got out with about 100 to go, charged through the line. Somehow I only ran fifth, but should have won by about five lengths. So not sure where we see him next, but we won't be getting double figures, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Painful watches, that one, yes, no, no uh, doubt yes, about so that. I'm hoping here to shock uh, can get one back on Savannah Cloud. Nothing against Savannah Cloud, but I've just got a bit of a grudge against it now. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Girls Wig, too, that yeah, you did have a big collect on Savannah Cloud. He was pumping the fists and gave me a few I told you so's as well. So <laughs> You love them, don't certainly you? Left, yeah, it certainly uh, stayed in the memory, that one. Well, let's hope that we can erase a little bit of that with uh, with here to shock there in the six. Let's go to the eight. The lucky last from Sandown on Monday, Boxing Day. It's the lad broke it. Handicap, a benchmark 70, 1,300 metres. Big field to go around here, capacity field and emergencies. Yes, and probably one of the better betting races. Though. There's a few small fields, so uh, this is a big field to finish the day on. Um, pretty keen on this race, actually. Uh, Star Spirit was a good result for us first up at the Bull. She's a very good mare. She set off the speed, carried a big weight, was able to gun down one that's going pretty well in Gunner Gunner. Um, it was a good first up performance. She, for memory, was a little bit, I'll just double check. Now, yeah, she was a little bit soft in the market that day, which suggests maybe she wasn't fully wound up and there might be more to come here second up. But she's got a very good second up record without winning. She had three starts, second up for three seconds. Uh, She's just a really consistent mare. Uh, if you go back through her form, uh, good win over Star Lee at Packenham last preparation. Uh, second to her, As I Please at Warrnambool over the carnival. She should have won that day. That was, I think, the last race on the first day of the carnival. She Or second last race. She was something beat there. Um, and then resumed at Warrnambool this time, obviously, with that good win first up. Uh, nice middle gate for Declan, da- Declan Bates. I can see her settling midfield. 
in the running line, peeling to the right part of the track. Uh, she'll be hitting the line hard, I think, around the $9 mark. She looks a really good bet. British Columbia, first up from the spell, is the horse that's always shown some ability from the Graham Begg yard. Uh, first jump out, didn't do a lot, uh, just kind of hacked around out the back. Bit more intent in the second jump out, uh, led them up there, won the jump out softly, draws well for Geordie Childs. Uh, don't mind this setup, he's had one go at Sandown Hillside and he led all the way in his maiden victory. I uh, think he can sit pretty handy to them from Gates here. Uh, he's the horse in the race that looks to have a bit of upside. Uh, he's only had the seven career starts. We might not have seen the best of him yet. Uh, first up off a decent break. I think he might come here ready to rumble. British Columbia, he's well in the market around the 6 to $7 mark. And if the first emergency East India man gets a run, uh, I would also be having something on him. So... In a stable change uh, recently and uh, strung together a couple at the end of his last campaign at Morfittville. Uh, he's also had a very sharp recent jump out at Morfittville. You'll have to jump onto the South Australian Racing website to have a look at that, but he got through the line really nicely. Uh, Jess Eaton makes the trip over. Uh, I'm not sure if it's for this or another ride. I just noticed that she's on it there. Uh, mm. From gate one, she dra- he draws to push forward. And I always love it when a horse strings a couple together. He's a horse that struggled to win for a while, but he put a couple together at the end of last preparation. So he's gone to the paddock, you know, full of confidence, come back off a relatively short two-and-a-half-month break. Uh, he maps to roll forward from gate one. He might give you a bit of a side of your game to start around the $20 mark. So uh, good race for last. So I think it's a good race to bet into. Star Spirit and British Columbia look an excellent two-bet play. And if East India man gains a start, I think we can definitely have something on him at a price. And just on what you're saying with Jessica Eaton, yeah, it's a sole ride on, at Lab, so she's obviously coming over with the purpose to ride this horse. So She could be coming over to see family for Christmas, but we'll go with the coming <laughs> over to ride XDVM. <laughs> True. That's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever whatever you whichever way you want to look at it. Anyway, it's the it's the only engagement that she has on Boxing Day Monday, put it that way. In between Hanging yep. around to the last race at 5.40 mm-hmm. p.m. So she can probably mm-hmm. even have a couple of champions on now. Yeah. Say, it's be, <laughs> oh, be, she's, uh, got, she's got four at Murray Bridge, Royal Murray Bridge on the Saturday. Yep. Well, uh, get in early Christmas Eve. She won't have to do any washing. They're all for the same trainer, so same colours. So, but anyway, that's on the Saturday. And then peel into another five on... She's busy. Another five on Wednesday. Another couple on Thursday at Narracourt. So wedging in a visit to Melbourne to head to Ladbrokes oh, Park Hillside yeah. or, or as you said, family or whatever. Anyway, she'll be there. We'll go with the Cedar Ride right East India, man. Yes, which I think, uh, yeah, I think it might be one or two dual acceptance in that race as well. So um, I think it might gain a start. And big field with the wide barriers. Typically you'll see one or two come out. Did, uh, did she ride it in the jump out? Now you put me on the spot. Uh, do I have that window still open there? Uh, not sure. Not sure. Anyway, because I've just looked yeah. at. I've just looked at. She she has ridden the horse before, obviously, but the last two wins, the apprentice Tegan Baroom's been on it actually. Yeah. Uh, mm, interesting. But she did ride forward. it at Balaclava before that, and she I don't did ride it at the racing Murray Bridge. She did ride it. Right right of that. Jump out. She did there ride the jump out. Tell you what, I reckon by. Five thirty nine on Monday. Uh, I think uh, the drinks package at Geelong will be coming to an end. Just about coming to an end by then. I reckon I might have convinced myself that this is the moral of the 
<laughs> with all the lining. The jockey yeah, cutting for one ride. She wrote it in the, she wrote it in the jump out. Yeah, she's just just follow up as you said if she's got any family here or something. So that that yeah. might be your next just just do some research on that to work out if there's any other reason she's hopping the border. We'll go I'm I'm sticking with the she here for East Indian Man ride. Right, so there we go. East India Man in the lucky last. What's your best on uh, Boxing Day? East uh, India Man. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now it is. Um, yeah. It was here to shock. No, it is here to shock. Uh, as I said, I just think it's a delightful setup. Uh, Janie Carr on board. Uh, she's had a bit of luck with David Hayes Stable recently too. Mm. Got a two-year-old home at Mini Valley. It's pretty impressive the other night. Uh, but yeah, I just as I said, I think it's just a perfect setup. He's jumped out well. He's performed fresh in the past. Uh, he just looks to get a gun run and uh, finds a very winnable race. So clearly the best and probably the best over the couple of days, I think, is race six, number five, here to shock. All right, here to shock the best of uh, both of the meetings. Now, as I mentioned, puntingbaron.com.au, coming into holiday season, coming into plenty of racing as always. Subscriptions are available 365 days a year if people want to jump on board. Correct, and it doesn't cost you $365. It's well less than a dollar a day. Uh, you can sign up for the full year for $159.95, uh, which works out to be less than $3 a week. So great value. Uh, you can also sign up for the weekly service, which is just $6 a week. Uh, we've obviously got plenty happening. Uh, there's uh, racing on Saturday at the Valley, as you mentioned, Boxing Day races, a meeting at Coffs next week. Uh, quite a few uh, meets right around the country, which will be pretty strong over this summer period. Uh, then we've got the big New Year's Eve meeting, I think, next Saturday. I think that's at the Valley again. And then New Year's Day at Flemington on the Sunday. So plenty happening over the next week. It's almost as busy as Cup Week. Uh, so there'll be plenty of bets up on the website. Uh, probably a few sent out through the SMS. Uh, so go to punningbaron.com.au and jump on board and subscribe. Yep, so if you're still thinking of the Christmas present for the uh, for the racing fan, it's not too late. Jump on board, subscribe to thepuntingbaron.com.au. All right, we'll show That's that 100% here. right, because yeah. if you're scrambling around at 11.59 p.m. on Christmas Eve, even Christmas morning, you just quickly jump on and subscribe. You don't have to go to the shops. We're always open at punningbaron.com.au. <laughs> yeah, you're there for, yeah, exactly. It's very, <laughs> very consumer-friendly. Yeah, just don't stuff up your password or <laughs> Business messages wanted to reset it on Christmas Day. That might be a bit of a battle. All right. Well, we'll, we'll look after that side of it as well. But yeah, but jump onto that website. Uh, you can become a baron today and uh, join the team that way. Plenty of fun, plenty of selections along the way. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the program. Hopefully, we've helped the punters find a few winners. Most importantly, though, to yourself and the family, have a very, very merry Christmas. Hope it's a wonderful couple of days. Yes, James, and thanks to you, mate. Thanks for all your support throughout uh, the year. Merry Christmas to you and your family and uh, also Merry Christmas to all the listeners and the punters out there. I know we've received some really good messages and feedback throughout the year which makes it all worthwhile and uh, hopefully we've found, found everyone plenty of winners and had a bit of fun along the way. So Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Enjoy the festive period. Be safe, be merry and uh, most of all, back a winner or two. Yeah, well said. Let's hope we, let, yeah, exactly. Let's hope we've found one, two, three, four, well six of them anyway across the uh, the Christmas or across the Christmas Eve through Boxing Day period. So that's your full thought meeting there. That's the name of the game. Hopefully we can do that. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us. No worries, Shane. Speak soon, mate. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. 